Hello, Internet. You are now experiencing technical difficulties. We are messing around in session zero of our upcoming Harlem Unbound campaign. Harlem Unbound for Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition by Darker Hue Studios and Chaosium, written by Chris Spivey, to whom we are grateful. We are going to be taking a stab at it. And, uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> We got Hello. Ben, Dan, and Laura tonight. For, for why we yahoos will be working together. Yes, yeah. that's right. So our concept uh, so far is uh, you're going to be three people recruited uh, by the NAACP as sort of uh, undercover investigators looking into uh, sketchy stuff that the NAACP doesn't necessarily want to be... Uh, officially investigating but they want somebody to look into so that could be anything from like fishy looking investment opportunities or rival organizations that that the intel acp doesn't trust (laughs) like a lot of them (laughs) things that seem like they're potentially harming harlemites stuff like that Mm -hmm. so I mean, there Why? would also not be. I mean, I imagine predatory religious movements would also be. There's a. I mean, there's a well. bunch of different stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. they're. I mean, they they're not afraid to be critical of organizations and things that they think are counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually just reading uh, old issue, uh, an old issue of Crisis, their magazine. Oh, nice. uh, today just to sort of get a sense of what it was like and like there's this huge section is like yeah this uh this investment scheme is a fraud no one in no one should invest in this <laughs> please do not give them any more money and then i looked it up like i looked up the name of the investment thing that they were talking about and in the new york times there was this big uh there's this little uh uh story like the same year uh of the guy who ran it getting um arrested and thrown in prison for fraud. So like, yep, they were right about that. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, yeah, you guys are going to be solvers of mysteries or assessors of information that is going to get into all kinds of trouble and discover all kinds of secrets that the much NAACP did not expect you to to dredge up and probably will not make the pages of crisis. (laughs) Uh, Nope. 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 Or nope. At least shot it real good. Sanitized form. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I do want to kind of make it clear, uh, tonal wise here. Uh, we're gonna be so I do, I do expect this to be a you know a, a horror driven Call of Cthulhu campaign. Um, but it's, it's not gonna be. I don't. I'm not. I'm not expecting it to be bleak like a Delta Green campaign. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like morally, it's not going to be deeply morally ambiguous. I don't. I hope not. Or um, like oh, sure. nihilistic, like like Delta Green games often tend to be. Like you guys are going to be. I, I if you guys are are happy for it. I, I mean, I kind of expect you guys to be basically the good guys. Mm-hmm. And while you're going to be, you know, fragile and uh, prone to madness and da- damage just like in the Call of Duty. Uh, a replacement by cousins and so forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get people in uh, you know, the same character but he's yeah. wearing Groucho Marx glasses. Yeah, exactly. So my thinking is that it's not going to be it's not really going to be a campaign about like so much your like personal morality being challenged necessarily mm-hmm. by by horrific stuff mm-hmm. you may from time to time have difficulty of deciding you know what the right thing to do is or what's sure. what's best for people or what's the most morally conscious thing for you to do but it's not going to be like it's not going to be about like moral dilemmas or feeling it, like it's bad more like traditional kind of called Ex- Cthulhu not, exactly yeah uh but it's also Delta like Green. I mean, but it's also not one of those like purist scenarios. It's like nothing you do matters. The point is to feel bad, right? Like <laughs> we <laughs> exist only to suffer. No, it's pulpy without being pulp. Ex- yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. it's like that sort of it's style. Not, not quite to that edge where Pulp Cthulhu would take it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not planning yeah. with the. We're not Tommy other. Guns and Dining Mining. I mean, you that, might very well Tommy Guns and Dining. Oh yeah, you're just not gonna have superpowers. 
Yeah, or a pile uh, of dynamite is a traditional. But we'll be well, but we won't go in confident when we get the Tommy guns and dynamite. That's fair. Yeah, we'll be utterly terrified. You'll, you'll you'll you won't be hoping that it comes to Tommy Guns and Dino. <laughs> yeah, we'll be hoping that it does not. So yeah. So uh, let's talk about our character concepts a little bit. Uh, we've been doing that a little bit before on Mike, but uh, let's just kind of talk through them a little bit more. So Ben, you're going to be a Harlem Hellfighter veteran yes. uh, medic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Uh, so again, one of the uh, custom, uh, well, one. I mean, I've known about the Harlem Hellfighters for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like it's just a really compelling because I had, had like a World War One phase kind of when I was a teenager. Um, so yeah, like, uh, yeah, uh, Harlem Hellfighter, uh, specifically a medic, so or, you know, has a lot of first aid skills and uh, specifically he's trying to uh, get started as a doctor. Um, so, yeah, that and probably also signed up for the with the NAACP for initially like the network oper- opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I'm going to like apply for a school, you know, apply to med school or whatever like mm-hmm. imagine a pretty good letter from them will help it's absolutely what you want yes yes it's like the thing <laughs> this is the way to get to know the it literally is the way to get to know the black elite mm-hmm. that's what yeah. uh, wd boys like intended it to be to like right <laughs> you're fully on board with the program that's like <laughs> you're the person this is for <laughs> mm-hmm all right. Uh, so, Dan, you are looking at the Conjure Man. Yes, uh, with with more of an emphasis on the the detective side, based on uh, what we were probably going to be doing. But mm-hmm. he knows some things. Yeah, you know from his you know from his background, mm-hmm. and people know he knows some things and do come to him for help. Um, that aren't you know necessarily just you know common everyday kind of things you know so i guess my question to you is like are you have you actually encountered the supernatural or is it just mostly uh spirit like uh scamming spiritualists oh not scamming at all no he's actually encountered the supernatural okay, okay. or or at least you know religion things, be- things you believe to be Inexpl- things that like you can't explain with that's right things like, that don't magic. appear to be yeah mm-hmm <laughs> Don't appear explicable. Yeah. In so fact, that want... may be why he ended up going into being a detective. It makes sense. So you don't think of your character as being like a skeptic. You probably are oh, willing no. to believe in this stuff. No, he's okay. willing to believe in things. So in great. fact, if you want, note any one other skill special. The Keeper may allow Cthulhu Mythos up to <laughs> as a starting talent. Think about that one. I, I don't know if. If you want, I would allow you if you feel like you it, want. It never actually helps, so that. I do kind of want it. But uh, I'm not going to say ten percent, but like five percent. Yeah, that might be that might be reasonable. And you don't have to take that many. If you just want to take one or two percent, however you want the math yep. to work out, it's up to you. Yep. Usually, I do find it it's a lot easier when you're building characters to keep things in increments of five. So Dan is going to be the Maybe. first one to die. Oh uh, <laughs> no, I think he's going to survive the entire oh, campaign. I would, I, I would say if you. Um, <laughs> Whatever points you take in Cthulhu Mythos, um, uh-huh. I would like you to reduce whatever your starting sanity would be. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the way it works, isn't it? Yeah. Not technically, no. It no, it actually oh. re- just reduces your maximum possible sanity, which is like oh, a stat that never no. matters to anybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 99. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, the other question I have is charge it. Are we doing roll it or point by? Or I what? do not care how you do it. Uh, you guys well, I think we should all do it the same way. It's what I'm saying. I... Honestly, I don't want to. I mean, if you guys all want to do it the same way, that's okay with me, but I don't care. I kind of wanted to roll, but. Do roll. Roll's fine. Okay. Cool. All right. Go I mean, to the Dole's house. See what I get. 
I mean, oh wait, are we doing? I thought we were gonna do this off. Everyone, do that on your own so that we're not just doing. Yep. Uh, you know, thirty minutes of rolling dice and like, yeah. Okay. Do we have fifteen times five is age range? Uh, I wouldn't say so. Although, um, like if you want to be especially young or especially old, um, it should be an important part of your character concept. Mm. And I think the um, the Hellfighter is going to. Yeah, I was thinking like, kind of yeah. mid twenties. Maybe thing that makes yeah. sense for you. Yeah. The twenties, thirties seems appropriate. The Conjure Man could conceivably be older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the, have what be. I assume is the character creation, and it has make an improvement check for EDU. Um. Uh-huh. That is, yes. I don't that remember is. the rules for character creation. What the hell is an improvement? Check? Okay, so I'm I have it. I'm on the page right now. Um, so basically, there's a couple of um stats with. Oh, actually, um, as I'm like flipping through these, they they do actually have specific uh packages, so like war experience package and. Um, like mythos exp- uh, package, like mm-hmm. is in like your character's experienced this shit so before, so um, that might be yeah. And I think to, you- ans- to answer your question, Laura, uh, as you increase in age, mm-hmm. uh, you can have more uh, edu. Yeah. Um, but what's let me check? bring that up. Because that's in the normal Call of Cthulhu 7-Ed stuff. I really hope I'm in the right edition of Harlem Unbound. Uh, I mean, I think the original... I think I think the first edition was still for Call of Cthulhu 7-E, so it yeah, doesn't that's... matter. Uh, I don't think it's... I don't think it really makes that much a difference. Um, but I think you are probably in the first edition. I realize I don't think I have a digital PDF of the second edition. I'm using the actual second edition. I do as well. Well, I should drop it in there then. Um, dude, da, 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 seven dead. I mean, I'm in the Harlem Unbound that's in our group file in, in the Dropbox. So. Yeah, that's the first edition. Oh, dang it, guys. If it doesn't say a source book on for Call of Cthulhu by Chris Bivey and have the Chaosium logo and everything on it, then so and if it doesn't say second edition right under Harlem down on the cover, in a few minutes, just I don't check, remember the cover. Hold on, in a few minutes, just check the um, Harlem Unbound channel. A source book for the Call of Cthulhu and Gumshoe uh, role playing games by. There you Chris go. That's first, first edition. That's that's, that's first. Okay. Yep. So, but I am looking at the. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Somebody pop up the thing I should actually be looking at in the. I'll uh, check. Oh my, yeah, yeah, check the Harlem Unbound channel in a few moments. It's taking a little. It's a big file. It's a big file. It's not a huge file. And I would never share it illegally. Just pointing that out. Uh, we did. I did all back the Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm going to be playing a writer. I have even gone forth and come up with a name. There you go. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you're a server visitor, so you can put as many hit huge files. <laughs> yep. I'm going to be Dante Jackson. Ooh. Yep, said huge files taking a while to download. Okay, Here. so if you want to know the EDU improvement check, the original question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, depending on your age, mm-hmm. if you are in your 20s or 30s, you can make one improvement check for EDU. You roll a D100. If the result is greater than your present EDU, you add 1D10 percentage points to it. Okay. Greater than. 
Which also means more skill points. Correct. That you, you do that before you, ca- before you calculate your skill points. Because if you have more EDU, yeah, you'll have more skill points. Presuming you're an occupation that EDU matters for, which you, most of them do. And general abilities are not... Oh dear. If you are looking, the general and all the general investigative abilities are not relevant. Those are Trail of Cthulhu, uh, yeah. Gumshoe System stats. Okay, I, I need to get the second edition. Yeah, Tui doesn't have any of the Gumshoe stuff in it, so it's a little cleaner for our purposes. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, that uh, does remind me because of a thing unique to 7th Ed, which is uh, luck, I guess. Yeah, are we going to. We're just, just going to roll at the beginning of the scenario. Each yeah, time I usually or... like to do luck at the beginning of every scenario or okay. sometimes every session, I, which is a bit different from the way it's done formally in the book. But mm-hmm. I find it more fun. And I probably don't have to tell any of you guys this, but I'll be running this in basically the same style of that I run Call of Cthulhu in normally, which is uh, pretty loose as far as mm-hmm. like game system stuff. I try not to get too picky and try not to slow sure. the pace down. We will absolutely never use that in one example about trying to figure out how much size you need to roll to uh, <laughs> pull a burning timber out of a building. <laughs> it's like a three-step and one of the steps <laughs> is the GM makes up a number anyway, so it's like you just gotta make up a number. <laughs> just so, make the number up and don't do the math. I'm mildly annoyed because the the first edition has the steps for creating a character. Oh. The second doesn't. The second doesn't. It's in Call of Cthulhu players investigator handbook. If you got the steps in front of you, use that. Use that. Don't worry about it. Yes, so. but they they have occupational abilities, investigative abilities, and and general abilities. I don't know how that interacts with each. That is nothing to do with our game system. Different yeah, that, system. That's trail. That's trail. Yep. That's trail. Yep. yep. And that's what's in the first edition. Of yep. Then, then that's so if not. You check, if you check active game chat, there's a link to the character creator in Dolehouse. Which yeah, is that's just Coc Seven, and Ben had an excellent point of. Just add the Harlem lore as a skill and you're good. Yeah, that's okay. right. I agree. I will use no. Anyway, so after you make another account, damn uh, it. I don't know. You go and also, did. I'm pretty sure they also have, like, they probably have like a form fillable PDF character sheet that you can download for free. Yeah, but the, the, the process there does walk you through character creation. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. And uh, behind the name is Bless Me with Ford Kitchens. That works. It does. Ford, he's sitting in the kitchen. I am uh, random rolling on the uh, investigator handbooks, like 100 names, 100 period names. The thing about doing it through the Dole's house, though, is that if you do the roll version there, you are random rolling your ability scores, like straight down. Like you don't get to decide which one goes where. Yeah, but you also have a convenient re-roll button until you get something that yeah. looks like what you wanted. Sure. Yeah, you just, just keep hitting that button until you get the stats you want. But if you want to like do it with a lot more um mm-hmm. a lot more uh granularity, you can always use the point by method instead. Probably do that. Don't care if you do that. It's really not that different. <laughs> this is true. Oh, and immediately run into the. Of course, they don't have the Harlem Unbound things. I don't know no, they don't have any. Uh, it doesn't really make that much. Of- I'll just select Private Investigator and see if I need to patch anything in. Probably fine. <laughs> as long as you use one that gives you the correct occupational skill points, which is going to be EDUX2 plus either APEX or POWX2. Which normally comes from occultist or researcher, I think. Okay, mm-hmm. cultist it is. Occultist, yes. All right, that sounds about closer anyway, I suppose. Oh, yep. You said, uh, yeah, it's telling me I have 300 occupation points. Yep. 
I thought, was, a, I thought it was something we were going to do. <laughs> Character it's all right there. It's all click, 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 done. Well, I'm not going to be doing that. Though. I'm yeah. just going to roll I've it on my own in. time. I will That's figure fine. this out later. Yep. All right. What What else do we need to discuss? Okay. Yeah. Other things we need to discuss. Much more interesting things. Yes, please. All right. So, um, yeah, you guys can create your thing. And if you guys want to chat about that, make sure you have like a different, you know, skill bases covered. You can do that while you're creating your characters and just drop stuff in chat to let people know. Um, other things to to think about. So my sort of vision and focus for, for what I'm kind of expect, like stylistically going for in this, um, I do want this to be pretty heavily invested in the historical reality. That's like one of my main things says, you know, um, right. um, but I don't want it to necessarily be like slavishly tied to like a the, like the real world timeline and stuff. So it's going to be set sort of in the 1920s. I don't know if I'm going to pick like a specific like year or a specific date even for it to be in. Um, there's a lot of stuff like a lot of things that sort of we think of as being big parts of the Renaissance kind of shift a lot over the 20s because it's a really, really dynamic time. Um, but also a lot of things are sort of like founded later than you'd think. So I don't want to get hung up on, oh no, the, uh, Marcus Garvey was already in prison at this time or the cotton club wasn't around yet. That sort of thing. I don't want us to get all hung up on like nitpicking necessarily. I mean, it is like a a full decade of time too. Yeah. Like, (laughs) um, and I will try to avoid doing that too. If you feel like I'm nitpicking too much, I would appreciate you guys telling me so that I can dial it back. Um, I do have a tendency to go on tangents sometimes. Yeah, but if they're interesting, I don't say anything. So, well, yeah, well, I'm just saying if they're not interesting, say something. <laughs> Fair. Stop being interesting. Um, the other thing is, of course, this is going to be a uh, a campaign a lot about uh, the reality of racism in the 1920s. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like one of the biggest themes of it. Um, so I want to make sure we're all on the same page as far as how we want to explore that and what we're prepared to deal with. Um, I guess I guess my question for that is, it, like, is it going to deviate much from the suggestions that Harlem Unbound says about presenting that stuff? I was not planning to deviate from those. Okay. Uh, no. And then also, because uh, Harlem Unbound gives like three levels of how you want to play it. Yeah. So which level of play is that? So, um... Yeah. Like, are we going to do the racial uh, discrimination yeah, the modifier? Racial discrimination modifier. That's a good question. So my inclination is yes to use it. Mm-hmm. Um... So basically, what what page is that? And I was literally just reading that today. Uh, it is in storytelling. Here we go. Uh, Ninety-one. Monstrous. Terrible. I was I was listening to the uh, to the uh, playlist that Chris Bybee put together for uh, inspiration on Spotify. I'm gonna have to gonna have to look and listen to that. And, uh, yep. I got the uh I got many of the witchers stuck in my head. <laughs> stuck <laughs> to to live my life and I'm like that's this is probably one of the all time greatest intro riffs of all music of all time. <laughs> which, which one was that? Mini Mini the Moocher. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> why is the, the song, link though. to this this list not in the channel so I can pin it? Let me get that for you right Fortunately, that's not good enough to get the earworm in. I'm just visioning envisioning Cab Calloway dancing in the Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah. As well you should. All right, I'll drop this into down here. There we go. Spotify playlist. Thank you. 
Activate. End. Yay. Mm, Ellington and Holiday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> Apparently, at one point, Cab Kello was performing many of the Moocher. Uh, as the intro and outro songs for four shows he was performing every day. <laughs> so he's literally doing that song eight times oh, a day. Live. Oh, that's, a, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a good song. It is, but hated it by Oh, yeah, I imagine. <laughs> he said, at one point, I reckon I kicked that gong around. She kicked that gong around for me about 40,000 times. <laughs> well,. I hope it got paid well. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, so well. Goodness. So well. It's got to get rotoscoped by Disney and. Oh. No, I, uh, actually by Fleischer Brothers. The, oh, uh, no, it was Fleischer. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, Betty Boop. Yeah. Yes. It was the biggest chart topper of 1931. As it should be, because it's, yeah. it's a great song. <laughs> yep. He did a disco version of it in 1938. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? I, I'm totally going to listen Apparently, he originally wanted to do the disco version in the Blues Brothers, but oh, <laughs> the director man. was like, just, please, can we just do the original version? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I I cannot wait. <laughs> yes. I forgot how many skills there are in COC. There are a lot. Don't worry. It's You're not very granular. Know. Yeah. Read lips? Yeah. Wow. Read lips? No, okay, this is... I got... Look, having attempted to learn uh, ASL, I, I fully believe that reading lips is its own damn skill. Yes, I just fair. don't expect to see it on a character sheet in an RPG. I mean, this is kind of older style RPG where you, like, again, COC, like, granularity we're gonna have yeah like climbing and rappelling nonsense yeah. <laughs> hmm oh yeah by the way i have my uh character's name as well so, great it's reginald luther it is less granular than it used to be in previous editions. Every, oh, every yeah. edition of Call of Cthulhu cuts it down a little bit. A little bit. things a little bit. Still got hide and sneak, though. So At least they don't have hide and hide and sneak. They don't have hide and sneak anymore. They just have no. still. Well, no. Yeah. Now we have, like, fast talk, persuade, and charm. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Have <laughs> Which are very nearly the same things. Yeah, they're really close. I mean, I, there's, like, a, I kind of get the distinction between fast talk and persuade. Mm-hmm. But well, then you throw charm persuade, in. Yes, but charm. Yeah, uh, charm's the bad choice there, where it yeah. really kind of throws that distinction out the window. <laughs> just put everything in a charm. People don't know whether you're lying or telling the truth. <laughs> just know that you're hot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I could do that. Yeah. But yeah, they used to have sneak and hide, so you can be much worse at oh, I re- standing I, yeah. in one place than you are at moving from place to place. <laughs> Just keep moving. You'll never have to hide. Just sneak. That, that is actually discussions we had back when playing third edition. <laughs> oh, this will also, as I as I realize, um, this will also give me a chance to read the Harlem Hellfighter comic that Max Brooks wrote. Oh, cool. So I'll probably oh, cool. try to nice. get that out. I will probably read a lot of period stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So speaking of uh, mechanics, uh, the racial tension modifier we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. this has to do with when you are interacting uh, with a character who would have racial prejudice against you, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anytime you're doing that, you can expect the role to be harder, to either require a hard success or an extreme success in the extreme circumstances, Mm -hmm. uh, or to have a penalty die. In the past, I have not really used the penalty die um, mechanic very much in Call of Duty Seven, uh, but I think I tried. I might try to try to bust it out a little bit more this time, mm-hmm. um, because I think it's a little. 
I think mechanically it's often a little less harsh than calling for hard success. Mm-hmm. So it's something you can do to rec- recommend to uh, sort of represent adverse circumstances without, you know, having your skill, like going for the half. Yeah. So I may just try to try to bust that out sometime. And the same thing with the bonus die, which is basically, it's just like advantage and disadvantage in D and D five. E you just roll an extra tens place die. The one beef I have with it is it sort of exposes the fact that the intense place die is really the most, the die that matters so much more than the other one. <laughs> so you're like, you know, why, why is it a percentile system? Why isn't it just a one to 10 system? <laughs> Shut up because that's why. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. <clears throat> I, I've put the four uh, interpersonal skills into active game chat. Ah, it's actually relatively clear there. If you start talking a lot, you're now in persuade or fast talk. Charm is just, hey. Yeah. You know, like into the Spider-Verse, except successful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Miles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was like very bewildered by that reference. It's. <laughs> Well, uh, means you need to go watch into the Spider Verse again. I yeah, I mean, I guess I do, but maybe it's just because like the visuals are the thing that stuck with me more than the dialogue. It was a lead into a lot of uh, Framschgamans, and I am prone to that, so it stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Miles. Mm-hmm. I'm good with this. Uh, uh, methodology of representing racial violence. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Also, just so we are clear, uh, mm-hmm. we will not be using the N word. Of course <laughs> right. not. <in> this. No. <laughs> or black sense. Correct. Oh, I wanted to mention. So I have a tendency uh, when I'm working as a GM. Uh, to try to do voices for a lot of characters, a lot of NPCs try to like convey a sense of their personality through accents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I may have a tendency to do that unintentionally in the course of this campaign. Uh, and if you feel like I'm slipping into something like that, uh, please let me know in the chat so I can I can dial it back. Because I really don't want to be like I can't ever do accents for anybody, but I also sure. Don't do because i want to be able to convey some emotion and convey yeah personality I mean, you know there's there's deep south i, and I think New there's England and everything else right there's also maybe a difference between like diction kind of word choice rather than like full kind of like pantomime yeah you know, like accent because like mm-hmm. to me at least like you know, picking, you know, actively picking like certain words or, you know, certain mm-hmm. like terms of phrases is different than mm-hmm. again, doing, <laughs> doing yeah. audio. Oh yeah. Blackface. I, yeah, for sure. And I, I want, I mean, I want there, I want to, I want to provide something of an immersive, uh, uh, historical experience. So I want us to feel fair, like we can use slang and we can yeah. use, uh, you know, turns of phrase and stuff that are appropriate to the mm-hmm. milieu. Um, as long as it's not like, you know, cartoon. Yes. Video. We'll say dad. We can say daddy. O. <laughs> jive. But do we have to? No, you don't have to. I kind of want to. And also keep in mind that like people of different social classes talked in different ways. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Too. So it's not like everybody was, jive talking all the time you know <laughs> even if, if you were rich you probably talked a lot more like yeah. white people did like honestly mm-hmm. of the same social class so code switching was still a thing oh definitely yes for sure um so anyway what i'd like to do is like you guys can keep me accountable if you feel like i'm getting if i'm getting over i think the line, we should all keep line. each other accountable yeah for sure uh, agreed Especially if someone slips between Russian, uh, Scottish, uh, <laughs> Italian accent all in yeah. one when you're not doing any of those. It's <laughs> important to notice. That's right. Um, oh, I did want to discuss, like, so 
obviously no n-word um but i i wanted to talk about like other terms that were used in the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. like there were other derogatory terms and there's also terms that were not used derogatorily at the time but are considered uh problematic now right i think i know which one we're kind of talking about but um I don't want to say it like as of right now, but <laughs> I mean, it's used in a, just because like it's also used in a lot of like official organization right. titles, yeah. names. So, so um, my thinking is so for so, for example, when something appears in a, um, in a, in a, like the title of something or in right. a, like the name of an organization or for example, in Langston Hughes's poetry, the title mm-hmm. of Legacy's poetry, I feel like we ought to feel free to use it in that context. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, you can't really talk about those things without using the word. Right. But what does everybody else think? I'm going to try and avoid words I know to be problematic now, even if they were not at the time. Okay. Um, I, uh, I'm kind of with it. I, 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 I at least am like in referring to like official organization names, I understand that like, that's what, that's what the name is. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm not going, but I'm not like going to try to control, like, n- I'm not going to go beyond just like saying what the, the word is or okay. what the, the name is, of the thing is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that sounds fair. I'm not thinking of any of these words, so let me know if I use them. I'll stop. Okay, I mean, I'm I'll just be open then, I suppose. Um, So, like for example, assuming that it's covered in the book, that I'll be reading it and we'll go. Aha! I guess. I mean, I want to say like the the word Negro primarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's like kind of the one I was talking about in the Negro speaks of rivers and things like that. You can't really talk about that po- poem without using that word. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And it was not a derogatory word at the time, and it was used in right. in official parlance well, yeah, all I mean, the time. Quote, quote the sidebar, Negritarians, uh, yes. Zora Neale Hurston coined the term yeah. to describe the white patrons who financed and supported the Harlem Renaissance. Exactly. So I don't, th- uh, the thing is, I don't think you can really, I mean, I think you would be, have to, have to pick over stuff too much to, to avoid that word. Right. Nope. Now there's other things that were like a lot more derogatory that are uh, that are other slurs that are not mm-hmm. the not the n word uh, that I I'm going to try to avoid. So if you're in a situation in which you encounter someone who would use a slur or to or call you something, uh, we'll yeah. do that third person so you can imagine or or da 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 redacted da 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 exactly yeah. Yeah, no, I think that sounds good. All right. Again, like I think it again it makes sense given the like uh cuz that word is like used in a lot of official stuff and in actual art, so like I think it makes sense to like I mean, that's for me, for me at least I'm only going to use it in referring to those specific things, but not any more than that. Like I'm not going to have my character just say the word Sorry. in a conversation pulling it around yeah no that that seems uh like not a great great decision for me as a white person yeah and there and there are other like slang terms that are like that you know were created by black literary figures or something playing off of the n-word and stuff and we're gonna mm-hmm. avoid those too so okay we're not going to, uh, even though even though some of those are quite funny. <laughs> but uh, we are not going to be slinging them around. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Athletics and jump and swim. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, honestly, the thing is, uh, my my tendency is to not use a lot of those like real picky skills, like jump. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Lord. <laughs> Although it can come up, I'm thinking of specific. <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty of percent of the percentile system is that like you can just name any other skill you want, and that's. Yeah, there you go. You don't need further further explanation or yep. uh, granularizing mechanics beyond just like, yep, here's the skill. This is what it does. And that's why I love it. Yeah. <laughs> don't need to, like, come up with a bunch of feats or... <laughs> Yeah, like grapple subsystems or anything more than that. So before we before we move on, does does anybody else have any uh, additional thoughts about uh, racial language that they feel like we haven't covered? No, no. I mean, something will come up. Yeah, I, I'm sure stuff will come up for sure, and we have to be just be. But now going to bitch about the language skills and all the Tulu. Yes, it's like what at five percent, at ten percent. Oh my god, seventy-five <laughs> percent to pass for native. It's like that's a lot. Oh man, give me gumshoe. You put a point in, you get a language. Good done. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as though gumshoe was particularly built to solve the problems they call Tulu. <laughs> Weird. Like, that is absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> What if this was a formalist system? <laughs> it was based on literary structures. <laughs> oh no! What indeed? <laughs> do 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 do. Oh, so coming something I wanted to mention back. Getting back to um, getting back to uh, the historical thing and detail and specificity. Like I said, the more specific and the more uh, immersive you can make your uh, depiction of your character, I think the better the game will be. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to be. I don't want to fall into the pattern of policing people's uh, uh, realism too badly here, because like. If you like say something, I'm like, well, I don't want to be all actually people actually people all the time. I know I have a tendency mm-hmm. to do that, so I'm going to and deliberately try not to. I don't know if you, if you do that, I've never actually noticed it, which is probably a different problem. Um, <laughs> I feel like oh, I do. Yeah, it. Speaking okay, so skill questions. Yeah, were there no was there, there are no MP3 players or iPhones now? So. I think we do that. Um, uh, Lore, Lore Harlem. Well, I'm a, like I'm a, a I'm a young person, so I don't understand these. these uh, I know. Read a book. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. What's your question, Dan? Yeah, so the Lore Harlem is that like a durable? I mean, there's like occupational and yeah. other skills, and where does that fall? Um, I would say for you. Well, what does he say about that? Because it doesn't... I don't know if... I, I need to check through these, see if it listed in any of the specific ones. It exists. <laughs> but it does not appear to be a, a occupational in any of these, which I guess fits. I, I'm going to have to reread COC character creation. Like if you wanted to make, I feel like as a, I mean, occupations are really more occupational stuff is really more suggestions rather than yep. like hard and fast limits. To, uh, I thought that they like gave you extra points or some such. It, no, it does, but most, it does, but most oh, of does. the occupations are like this, this, and this, and pick three other ones that you think. Yeah, exactly. Sense. Right, right, right. But yes, you do get to point put specific points uh, into occupation skills that you don't get to put into other skills. Well, what I mean is like basic in terms of like how I like because I had to make a bunch of COC characters for uh, like pregens for a scenario I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like afterwards I'll just like okay shift like ten points from yeah. one thing into another thing afterward just to like. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it really oh. doesn't matter that much yeah. as long as you have reasonable scores. In reasonable right, points. reasonable scores and things that make sense for like you basically fair. start with the same number of points. It doesn't really matter where you put them. Fair. The other thing, yeah the 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 main purpose of the occupations is just to give you a guide of like what sort of skills make sense for that sort of character. All right. So if you want to put basically the long story short, if you want to put a bunch of stuff into Harlem, lore Harlem, go ahead and do so. If you want to be a person who really knows their way around. Doki. Plus, like, the other thing is, as as I'm like looking at the lore Harlem scale, it's also really kind of more of, like, a thing to replace, like, credit rating or networking. Uh, it doesn't replace credit rating, though. Well, I mean, like, you would at least, like, know people, yep. and, like, it's a networking skill. Yeah, yeah which I think I should have a fair amount knowledge. of this character, but yeah. I'm not saying that it replaces credit I'm saying that you could use it in place. I think it would be reasonable to use in place of credit rating in, in a lot Harlem. of cir- in a lot of circumstances. Yeah, yes. Basically, unless you're unless you're interacting with some circumstance in which it specifically doesn't apply, right? To it, someone who isn't in Harlem. Yeah. Right. Uh. Well, what else do we need to discuss here? If anything. Um, I guess like uh, the other thing is just like what. Uh, so we have like at least the 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 framing like mm-hmm. but we should also maybe say specifically like what the actual date and year is. Yeah, I really don't know what the uh, what the best option is for okay. that. I think looking at, for example, the uh, the actual scenarios. The first one is set in December nineteen twenty. The second one. Is in here somewhere. <laughs> oh, you're a little quiet. I'm sorry, I'm not speaking to you. Like, so. <laughs> the second one says it's set anytime between 1919 and, 19- and early 1921. Oh, I mean, I guess like it's your, it's, I mean, you as the GM, it's like yeah. that's your choice to like. I mean, I, I think read through a few of the scenarios and get a sense of where you want us. Yeah. I mean, the other sense I get from like the book is that again this is supposed to span that entire decade from like yeah. 1920 to basically the the great depression when this era unfortunately ends yeah <laughs> yep i mean like i think it also would make sense to like i don't know like frame this as like a one scenario each year moving forward or yeah, that could work. That'd be an interesting way to frame uh, it. I mean, if we're, if we're ending in 1921, there's not enough space there. Well, No, no I mean, not. going from, from starting in, like, 1920, then, like, each scenario happens the following year. That's what I'm saying, is that if you're setting it within that time frame, 19 to 21, there's many more scenarios. No, no, I mean... <laughs> I mean, all the scenarios. I mean, going from like yeah. 1920 to like so, 1928 so what, or whatever. What you're the, saying is the first scenario would be in 1920. The second yeah. scenario we'd run would be in 1921. The third right. would be in 1922, which would make sense. Although I mm-hmm. feel like it might make more, I, I, it might, it might be better to connect them a little bit closer together that way. Have one sort of leads more naturally into the next. Okay. So I'm not sure I would want to do that. That I mean, that's, that's also your option too of, as yeah. GM. I mean, like wanna... I'm very, I mean, I tend to, be, I'm very comfortable adjusting things and adapting things sure. to make sense uh, with each other. And of course, adding uh, stuff as I usually do with, with things beyond what's written. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you guys feel like you would, I guess we haven't really talked about this. Do you guys feel like you want to play all the scenarios in the book? I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see how a few go. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, 
I'll definitely start with some stuff in the book that's pretty heavily, you know. I, I think I think we're I think. just you know counting on you to do your usual fantastic job. Yeah, I, the other, I guess the other thing is it's really. I mean, the question that I would have, which either way, it, or the way that I at least see in terms of like how the campaign is structured, just from like briefing, looking at the book, uh-huh. and not looking at the scenarios any more than like what the titles are and the um the table of contents is just mm-hmm. like either do the scenario eat all the scenarios or and like string them together and then i guess if because that's like what seven scenarios mm-hmm. i mean that and maybe like i don't know if you want to like pull in another call of cthulhu scenario or right it, it depends own. on whether there's an arc or not yeah, yeah that's that's kind of the other thing is like what's the connective tissue beyond just like the player character group and the yeah. organization for sure which again that's that's your call i mean basically the only thing that i I'd, I'd say is like really just like not you know making sure that we have like kind of a that we're like we ha- are able to like complete it at a like yeah. you know beginning middle and ends mm-hmm. and you know kind of feel satisfied with it yeah sounds good which is um, not again not yeah, my one my one thing is if we start with what's kind of the yeah, a couple of the like early ones that are set in like nineteen twenty or nineteen twenty-one, a lot of the things that we think of as like the like real like iconic features of the Harlem Renaissance weren't actually around yet. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of jazz stuff wasn't happening yet. Um like Prohibition just started in nineteen twenty. Um, so like there wasn't a lot of like mob activity yet. A lot of the like writers and stuff guidance. didn't really get started later. Isn't there guidance on each of the scenarios as to when it's when to set it? There is. Uh, I'm just well, saying if you really you want go. like the iconic, you know, there's the earlier we go, the more the details the less, are going to be different yeah. from what you would just expect from just thinking the Fair. Harlem Renaissance is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because it really kicks off a little bit later around. Yeah, like, by the like mid-20s, Harlem was the word on everyone's lips. Da, 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 da. Harlemania would reign supreme for roughly five years until the crash yeah. of 29. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, again, it's you're you're the GM, so okay. I think you'd be the one who'd know best. Sounds fine. Okay. If or for are, like whatever story you want to tell. If you guys are good with that sort of thing, then I'm I'm happy to do that. Long as we're all on the same page. Laura, you haven't spoken up in a while. What do you what are your thoughts? I good as things have been rolled out, so I haven't had much to say. Okie doke. Just checking to make sure. Appreciate it. Um well <gasps> with that I feel like I probably have your imprimatur to start prepping whatever our first scenario is. Okay. Um. I. I guess there's one other thing, which is just like, did you have? It was there any other framing thing that you wanted to tell us beyond the NAACP investigators? Not really. I think. Um. I think okay. that's what we. I think that's enough to get started. What by like, okay. I'll, I'll. I'll have like a particular guy for you to to be your your sure. uh client. I wasn't sure if you like also had written up like some kind of conspirator or no. something like that. That no, I'm gonna either, I'm gonna so. see I'm gonna see where it comes from. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm pretty early in my prep process too, so it's not like sure. I come up with a lot of stuff yet. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll take it from here. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, okay. um, if that sounds good for everybody, got a car- my character sheet together at some point. Yeah, I'll yep. lead you to okay. leave you to crunch numbers. Crunching numbers. We're done. Drop mm-hmm. them in the uh, channel here. I'm bound channel. <laughs> So we can all see them. Okay. And and you probably need to throw a folder into the for HU into the uh, Google Drive. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Or maybe not. I mean, Discord seems to not mind holding things, but then again, finding stuff is a problem. <laughs> I prefer to use the drive for yeah, files. I mean, the other thing is also Discord will. Unless you have a specific account, you're not going to be yep. uploading like 80, 80 megabyte files. 
Unless you yeah, fork over some money. Well, let me just start That's a folder here as we're talking about it. New folder. Um. You know, I keep thinking of one of the skills that I realized, you know, dodge. Just put everything in dodge. I'm always amazed at, like, how uh, utterly... (laughs) Dodge always seems to be something people forget about. Always dodge. Dodge, yeah, dodge comes up pretty often. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, it does. Or you go down. But I'm of course, I also kind of get the opinion of, like, uh, if you're in, like, a fight that's going to last longer than, like, one or two rounds, something has gone horribly wrong, though, too. Yeah. Uh, so. Also, and a different problem, but yes. Everybody dodging all the time. Right, yeah, if well, you didn't I, just like utterly ambush anyone, or <laughs> then you're uh, almost certainly dead. <sighs> well, I've dropped the Harlem Unbound map into the uh, Google Drive. Mm-hmm. If there's other files that need to go in there. I'll drop the blank here. Oh, yeah, I guess uh, that is kind of another question is like, how specific do we want to get on like using the map? Like if Uh, we're going to need to be. We do have a tendency to like Google Earth and Google Maps for games. I'm just saying, but that's true. And I don't mind that as long as it doesn't bug the game down. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel is like. I'm going to be like, no, actually, you can't do that because it's seven blocks away and not five blocks away. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm, tra- I'm literally trying to break myself with some of those habits. So. Yeah, do you want me to like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, do you want me to like also start filling out my like character's home address and yeah, like, well, uh, yeah, of you course. know, start, you, start filling you out his tax mail. forms. You're going to have to check your mail. Let's and this see. is why we keep coming back to red markets because it's so abstract. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, at least I like at least general areas like, oh, yeah, which, again, the book does describe is just like Sugar Hill and, you know, all these other neighborhoods. Yeah, there's that sweet spot. Really not more than that. There's that sweet spot of verisimilitude where you have enough detail for it to be interesting and to to capture your imagination without so much detail that it bogs things down. Yeah. And also that it like you're I mean, especially for like Harlem at this time, like you want to talk about how uh, special the place this is and not oh, yeah. have it just be like, oh, it's a it's another part of New York. Yeah, we've all seen this. That's actually a really good point that bears uh, bears mentioning. So this is like so much about the community and about mm-hmm. the place and the time. Uh, that I do want to feature that. So, like, we have a sense okay. of like the city, and we have a sense of how the space works and stuff like that. Right. So, I will try to try details that that contribute to that. Um, one thing I do wish he'd gone into a little bit more in the book is architecture, but um, <laughs> I can do. Well, you know what? Research. You can post on his. You can post on his <laughs> Discord and ask questions. I'm actually, if so, I read like the oh, yeah, contract right, of uh, contract of Grow trilogy might. Oh, yeah. Be kind of a good. Yeah, with the tenements. Yeah. Yeah, tenement houses. I mm-hmm. read that a long time ago. Uh, I think yeah. Laura was saying something. No. Oh, I thought I heard you. Okay. But yeah, I mean, like, that one might be a good one for, like, the visual of all the buildings and uh, row houses and everything. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. If you can yes, find, so. like, a library copy or. I will be hunting for images to capture your imagination. It's also just a too. really beautiful. Oh, yeah graphic novel trilogy mm-hmm. if, of course you know everything from back to this time frame is now out of copyright unfortunately yay, yay it's free yep. the information has gone free <laughs> it's what it wants to do yep. but yeah is there anything else we want to talk or discuss yep. I can't think of anything else if stuff yeah, comes I, de- up. I, I definitely feel like reading the uh, the background material in the, in the book is. I, I really do think you want to read all the background material. Yeah, yeah, because it really gets you into it. It's really well written, good background stuff. So. Yep. 
reading assignments and homework and, and by the way my backup character is a musician because i actually have played trumpet in the past a long <laughs> nice. time ago okay <laughs> i was thinking for my background character be a because they have dock worker so it'll be a stevedore well that's a choice as an example you'll be a mobster actually like nothing easy for being a, a criminal yeah. actually uh, all right. Well, I think that's it for tonight, then, unless anybody has any final thoughts. Uh, nope. Not for me, at uh, least. I guess one, one final thought. What gap do we have, or gaps do we have that we would want to encourage Greg towards? Uh, I don't know. I oh. think you can talk with that after you finish your uh, skills. Fair. <laughs> uh, but also, I don't want to straight jack it into thinking he has to, you know, play no, the healer because nobody not. wants to, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> play the cleric. Well, I mean, Ben did just drop on that credit. I did. So I did volunteer for that one, too. All right. Give me the wizard. Yeah. No, wait, we which, got a wizard. Which could be <laughs> Give me the wizard or the rogue. <laughs> but I mean, that could be particularly important in a scenario where going somewhere for medical care outside of Harlem is not going to be a thing that's going to be easy. Oh, yeah, that is very true. true. Yeah. All right, well, you guys can work all your characters up, and if Greg wants to join in, uh, he can listen to this. Uh, and for anybody else who's listening to this, I hope you found it enlightening, or at least a little bit interesting at places. Good night, Internet. Night, Internet. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>